The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and uh, welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, on this Friday early evening, early or late afternoon on the 7th of June 2019, corresponding to the I was going to say to the 4th of Shawal, but it might be the 3rd of Shawal for some of our uh, listeners. So whether it's the 3rd or the 4th of Shawal, 1440, first and foremost, uh, a very, very big and a warm Eid Mubarak from Team Friday Night Live, right? So the first time we're back on air uh, since Ramadan. And I know in, in Ramadan we had a couple of uh, shows, but we weren't able to continue as program as usual. Uh, so first time back after Ramadan and mashallah, Eid Mubarak to all from Friday Night Night Live team. Uh, as usual, broadcasting live to Luton on 105.1 FM. Uh, and also broadcasting nationally uh, sh- to Sheffield, uh, our community in, in Peterborough, Derby, Nottingham, so all of those good areas, good cities. Eid Mubarak to all of you from Friday Night Live team. And also to all of our listeners who are tuned in nas- internationally, nationally via the Facebook live stream or via the Inspire FM app, inshallah. To- to- join today's discussion. It's a very light discussion today and it's, it's a, uh, an abridged version of Friday Night Live. So so we're not going to go the full two hours. We're just going to go the one hour today, inshallah. Ta'ala. It's the first live show back. So we're all feeling a bit exhausted. So we need a bit of time to recover, rebuild those energy levels, and then do the full two-hour show from next week, hopefully, inshallah. Ta'ala. But nevertheless, you know, do join today's discussion. We are going to be discussing Ramadan, and we're going to be looking at a post-Ramadan review, right? Post-Ramadan review, we've talked a lot about pre-Ramadan and pre-Ramadan preparation. We're going to be talking about the post-Ramadan review and what does that mean and uh, another uh, another term for you which is the which is i don't know if you've heard of this it's the post ramadan syndrome right have you ever heard of the post ramadan syndrome let me know if you've heard of the post ramadan syndrome and i'm going to be discussing that with you later on inshallah ta'ala, and and trying to explain what is the post ramadan syndrome right if you want to get in touch you know the number 01582 01582481822 the number here in the studio to speak to me directly i want to hear your thoughts i want to hear your experiences about ramadan so do get in touch 015 Five eight two four eight one eight double two. If you're one of those who wants to send in an SMS or a WhatsApp, then then again, free to do so. Please do that. Uh, number is zero triple seven nine zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two for your social message social messages inshallah ta'ala right uh, uh, and also you can of course messages on the Facebook page inshallah ta'ala live right so that is the agenda for today light agenda right light agenda still want to engage still still, still want to hear some interaction from our listeners inshallah ta'ala but we're keeping it light week one post Ramadan post Eid this is Friday Night Live and I am Hafiz Shaban. Right, so uh, as I was saying earlier, inshallah, ta'ala, we're going to be discussing uh, post Ramadan review, right? Post Ramadan review, inshallah, ta'ala, in today's one hour show. I want to divide the show into two. Post Ramadan review initially, uh, let's look to discuss that. And then in the second half of an hour of the show, I want to discuss post Ramadan syndrome. And I'll tell you what that's all about a little later. But if you've heard of either of the two, then let me know, share your thoughts with me, inshallah. Ta'ala. Now, what do I mean post Ramadan review, right? Post Ramadan review, right? So I'm, I'm sure many of our listeners, right, they would have followed the Ramadan program on Inspire FM and, you know, and listen to a lot of reminders, listen to shiukh in the massages and the massages and the shiukhs are all reminding us in terms of preparing for Ramadan as we're coming into Ramadan. And this is not only individuals, but also as institutions, as massages, you know, as centers, you know, people are all prepping up, uh, you know, for Ramadan, getting ready to welcome the hundreds, the thousands that will be flocking through the doors of the massages, through the institutions all of the activities that's lined up for the musalli during the month of Ramadan very busy period right so whether you're an individual whether you're a family member whether you're the head of a family or whether you're a head of an institution or a masajid plenty to do plenty to do and I and I was thinking about today's show and today's agenda and I thought why don't we discuss post Ramadan review not only at an individual at a personal level but also let's look at some and let's speak to some of our masajids in our community and ask them, 
Do they actually engage in a post-Ramadan review to, to look back at, okay, you know, what went well, uh, what, what went good, uh, p- perhaps what didn't go so well, perhaps some of the improvements that, you know, we can introduce for the, for the next Ramadan, right? Uh, what are the, some of the lessons learned from, uh, you know, this Ramadan uh, and, uh, you know, from any of the different activities that have been going in the massages? How do we improve the user experience, you know, we hear about a lot of that, a lot of that in, in industry, right? Uh, user experience improvement in, in many different facets of, of life. What about improving the Musalli experience in the Masajid or the, uh, the worshippers experience of the Masajid during the month of Ramadan, etc, etc. So that was what, what I was thinking and that's where I was coming from, right? In terms of looking at this subject matter. And mashallah, we reached out to some of our Masajids and mashallah, we did get a response from one of the, the, the massages one of the centers locally in town which i've got a lot uh, i've got a very personal close relationship to so i'm uh, i'm letting it know there's a conflict of interest immediately right so i've got a close relationship with this particular institution but that doesn't mean the fact that i'm not going to ask some difficult questions i'm only joking <laughs> brother don't get worried uh, right but uh, mashallah i have got in the studio a representative in fact the chairman of the kokni community center uh, brother faiz uh, Pakar, right? So let me welcome uh, Brother Faiz, first time in the studio to, of Inspire FM. Uh, Asalaamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh, Brother. Wa Alaikum Asalaam, please. Uh, and uh, Mashallah, welcome. Uh, Jazakallah here for your time and, and for you know for coming forward to, to discuss your experiences with us, Mashallah. Yeah, I shall try my best to answer your questions. Mashallah. So, so how was, uh, firstly, how was Ramadan, Mashallah? Ramadan was very good for us. We were very busy yeah. uh, during the a normal praise. We had yeah. a higher attendance than we normally had last yeah. year. Yeah. Then during Taravi, for the first 10 days yeah. of the month, yes. we always have a high proportion of people yeah. coming for Taravi praise. Then it yeah. slows down and then Correct. it picks up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had that. And this year we were noticing uh, that we had more women coming to Taravi's uh, than last year. Right. So that was an increase. Uh, this year compared to last year. Uh, we estimate we had about 150 right. on average. So, and of course, during the odd months of the last 10 days of Ramadan, the odd nights, we had a higher attendance as well. Right. So so it was going. All right, mashallah, so, so, sounds good, mashallah. So have, have, have you, uh, all right, so so why don't you start off by, I mean, is it the normal kind of activities? Of course, you've got the, the, the iftar, I guess you've got the taraweeh prayers happening in the Kokni Center. You've probably got iftars, you know, you know, you know qiyams. You, you, t- tell, you know, tell us, our, yeah. our, our listeners, uh, you know, what are some of the activities yeah. that are going on in, in, in the Kokni Center? Yeah, the Kokni Community Luton, uh, for, uh, for the, during the month of Ramadan, we have iftar. We have, uh, we cater for about 30 to 40 people every day. and But that varies depending on which night it is. Uh, this year we provided a packed main course. Uh, and then we have some... Uh, dates, of course, fruit and sherbet, like the usual stuff. Uh, this year we decided to go for the packed lunch because logistically, last year we found when we served the main course, uh, the time difference between Maghrib and Isha was short and the clearing up took, it was just at the borderline of Isha starting. So, so, so so, Marshall, you're giving like packed, uh, yes. packs, is it, to, to the... Yes, well, yes, but they do eat in the in our uh, area, uh, this, which we call Unit 1, right, which right. is uh, people come there and they just eat it there. Right. We just don't serve the food to them. Yeah, and yeah. It's not on open serving. Open serving. Yeah. It's in a packed lunch, a packed pack yeah. where they eat it and yeah. then they take it. Yeah. And we do that for the all... Yeah the full 30 day or 29 days well, this year uh, so, so yeah. f- full meal provided to uh, and, and how many people is, is it on average it's, it's about 30 to 40 at the beginning and then sometimes it comes to 50 during the school holidays and last time it varies to 60 mm. it varies but it is you can say an average about over the 29 days we would say right. we about 40. All right. so, uh, so, so mashallah so, so a lot happening there uh, and and uh, i mean 
how how is the center taken i mean why don't you perhaps you know just give a quick introduction to the center also right because yes. i mean some of our listeners you know they're familiar with some of the mainstream massages in yeah. in, in luton right and yeah. and, uh, and even nationally because a lot of our listenership is is national so when they when they talk when when they hear the word kokani right yeah. uh, as i as it was for me many years ago i used to think oh, i mean what on earth is kokani yeah okay i'll just give a brief history about kokani uh, kokani uh, we are kokanis and we originally are from india uh, from the prov- uh, from the state of maharashtra uh, and uh, we have some of us who are in luton at the moment have mig- first migrated to kenya right. east africa right. and then we came here but kokanis are right across the uk there's a large proportion in birmingham right. leicester right. and some other parts jewsbury right. yeah, yeah. blackburn So okay. these are the main centers where the Kokanis are, Manchester. Right, right. But in Luton, yeah. uh, compared to the other Bangladeshi mm. and mm. Pakistani communities, we are minuscule. Yeah, yeah. We, I think, are about 400 in total. Right, right. And, and this center is primarily serving the Kokan community, but all, all, of course now, yes. mashallah, it's quite cosmopolitan. When I when I walk into that masjid, yeah. mashallah, there's there's brothers from all sorts of backgrounds. That's right? correct. I mean, the, mm. the history of the Kokani community goes back to 1975. Uh, What, here in Luton? In Luton, yes. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not serious. I mean, definitely. And it all started at a wedding reception of a Kokni couple right. way back in August 1975, where the idea of a sports club right. started. Right, right. And that was where it was initiated. Yes. And then the local community started building right. up. Right. And then about 20 years ago, we bought the place in Bury Park Road. Right. And from, uh, from that, mm. it has... Mm. grown right. we had just had one unit and yeah. then yeah and I, the I, elders yeah. who started it were yes. keep saying that when they first started yeah. they used to be so excited that today yeah. oh we had 10 people yeah. oh today yeah, exactly. we had 12 people for prayers yeah, yeah, exactly. and mashallah for a friday prayers yeah. at this church we have now having about 500 to 550 yeah, people so yeah. it has grown a lot uh, the apart from the masjid site mm. we have a thriving community activities mm. going around right, right, i as chairperson right. yeah. have got a management team which looks after the recreation side of our community right. the sports and recreation right. for the elders for yes. the young yes. we have got the center manager who right. looks after the masjid and that so i, I was going to come on to the activity side so, so that's a good introduction mashallah so those of you that haven't been Uh, to the Kokani Centre, it's actually based on Bury Park Road, right? That's correct. Bury, Bury Park, Park Road, Road. And, and you are welcome to actually pop in and, and visit the Kokani Community yes. Centre. Mashallah, I have to tell you, even though I have got a bit of a bias towards the Kokani Community Centre, but Mashallah, it's a very welcoming place. Yes. I've always found that, and I, I can genuinely say that it's a very open, welcoming place for for anyone, uh, whatever you know, uh, ideological persuasion yeah. you may have in terms of coming in, and and it's, you're you're always well received, Mashallah, right? But I mean, you're talking about activity, you know, and we were talking about Ramadan. Ramadan, and we were talking about how Ramadan naturally attracts a wider, uh, you know, uh, you know, attendance, right? Uh, so how, you know, up over and beyond the, you know, the taraweeh and and the, the salah, were there any other activities? I mean, you know, it's a good time for reminders, good time for, you know, engaging dawah, etc. Any any of those kind of activities that, that we we, we have this year or planned? We in, in we, we have the uh, the late night prayers, Qiyamul yeah, yeah. that is going around, mm. and uh, we had one or two. talks as well mm. so i mean next year we might decide to do something else mm. but because of the we are logistic because of the time period we are in unfortunately in the ramadan mm. people have to go to work and this thing yeah. so it is difficult to organize it so we'll take on board yeah. and uh, you interesting says do masajids do a post ramadan review yeah. uh, we definitely do and good. it happens that next saturday Is, is, is our AGM, uh, not AGM, sorry, a management committee meeting, right. and then we will do what went oh, well, went back. So we'll do. Because I, I, I was going to come on to that. I, I thought I might have caught you by surprise a bit earlier because it's only been three days, okay, since this Eid, and I'm sure we're just still gathering our, you know, almost our yeah. breath from Ramadan and then from the celebrations of Eid. But but you see, that that's for me, it was at least a thought in, in my mind that, you know, as an individual, You know, we we the messages are very strong that as individuals we 
need to review our Ramadan. We need to review how we did in Ramadan. And now we're coming out of Ramadan. We need to ensure that we've actually, you know what, we excel as opposed to, you know, become deflated. And I'm going to be discussing that in the next half an hour, right? But as an institution, as a masajid, as a center, as an institution, surely we should be also be doing something similar in terms of how do we improve the, you know, the Musalli experience next year for Ramadan, right? What are some of the lessons learned? You know, what are some of the things that we can improve on as an institution, etc., etc.? So, so I mean, in terms of, I think you mentioned earlier what went well, right? Uh, perhaps you could, you, you might want to expand a bit further on that. But uh, what perhaps didn't go so so, uh, so as well? Well, uh, unfortunately, because we are got a car park which mm. is shared by other people so yeah. that is one of our sort of it's a constraint, it's a constraint. but i was going to say that's a constraint uh, uh, yeah. Park. Yeah, it's not just, uh, yeah i know but what, what happens is uh, unfortunately people sometimes take advantage of that right, right. so they sometimes park in our gates and ah, go elsewhere and things okay, like that so that's okay. a frustration right. but that is just a minor logistics so i'm not but going I, to drag on that but i have to say mashallah it's well administered i mean uh, uh, the, yeah. the brothers are out there with their with their high visibility jackets that's as right many of the older other massages and mashallah they they marshal you in in, in rows exactly <laughs> and and I must thank all those volunteers yeah. who are the car yeah. park marshals. Yeah. I won't name them because they're quite a lot. They yeah, give yeah. their time free and they are now and they make sure the cars are yeah. the good thing. And uh, we put the volunteers who do the marshalling, yeah. they do it such a nice way yeah. that we ask the people, are you going to stay for eight rakats yeah. of Tarawi <laughs> or are you going to do 20 rakats yeah. of Tarawi and the cars are parked uh, park accordingly which, so which that nobody yeah, gets... Yeah. Which is, in. which is brilliant. The first day I came in, uh, and they asked me, "Are you an eight or a twenty? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I said, "I'm a twenty-eight, whatever." <laughs> right. So then they tell you where to park based upon, you know, your yeah. exit criteria. But but that 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 is that is good, yeah. mashallah. So the other thing which we might uh, do differently, that yeah. I have to discuss it with my management yeah. committee, is yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, give a little bit more room for the ladies on Fridays because yeah. we get a little bit more attendance on Fridays, mm -hmm. which we started experimenting yeah. by. We have got yeah. two rooms upstairs which yeah. will do that yeah. and which we can do that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that would be another I uh, think that would be good. I mean, I mean, what about in terms of the neighborhood, right? I mean, some thoughts that came to my mind is, you know, maybe, you know, having a, you have a, an iftar, which is a, which is an open iftar, and it's the normal musalli, maybe some additional, uh, but actually a targeted iftar for the community, or at least the immediate neighborhood. So, yeah. mashallah, where the masjid, masjid is, you've got the streets, and, and I'm sure some of the streets have got, or those streets have got some non-Muslims, yeah. inviting them to, a, to yeah. a particular iftar, where maybe we just give a, you know, a talk on, on Ramadan, introduction to Ramadan, introduction to Islam, yeah. and a bit of a, an opportunity for da'wah. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, th that's a good point, and mm. we did discuss that. And my personal, this is my personal view, mm. that I attended a, one uh, community open iftar, mm. and I question what benefit does that have, mm. because you give the people there, yeah. uh, because Luton is a very multicultural yeah. uh, town, mm. and where we live in Bury Park, mm. uh, I think you will find hard to find non-Muslims living around there. But, but I think we, need, we need to extend the invitation yeah. and, and our kind of a remit of, of who we invite. Yeah, I think yeah. we will find very few non-Muslims coming yeah. from there because of the nature of the yeah, yeah, neighborhood yeah. itself. Yeah, Maybe next year, they, uh, our management committee might say we can mm. hope it. But we'll have to decide on the logistics and this. Mm. But uh, mm. a lot of other people have got it there. So yeah. this year, we, Kokrim Community Luton did not have an open iftar. Yeah. Maybe we might consider that next year. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, sounds, sounds good, mashallah. So overall good. And I mean, mashallah, Qiyams also for the last... I mean, you know, even before we discuss that, I, I, I don't know what, what, what are the, the feedback from our listeners is, right? So again, 01582 listeners, 01582 is the number. And we are discussing post-Ramadan review, right? Post-Ramadan review. And we are not only beaming out to the good people of Luton, but also to the people of Sheffield, Nottingham, uh, Peterborough, and, and, and the surrounding areas, right? So I, I want to hear uh, your Ramadan experiences from your localities, from your cities, from your towns, uh, and, and what, what for you was, uh, what, what, what for you went well, uh, what didn't go as, as well, uh, some of the suggestions that you may have uh, for not necessarily your particular,
particular masajid or your particular institution but for some of the other masajids as a general idea that they may consider and they may adopt right now one thing that i have seen mashallah at least in luton uh, quite quite organized in a lot of the masajids and i haven't necessarily seen this in some of the other towns and cities right is the trend mashallah of the qiyamul layl in the last 10 nights right so this used to be an initial it used to be a bit of a novelty maybe a couple of massages only that used to offer this right so you might have to go to regent's park masjid or the east london masjid and then slowly this became a trend and i know mashallah now right in luton I know many of the massages are offering that. I don't know if all the massages are offering it because I've only been to a few massages, right? But I know they are offering it. And mashallah, you know, uh, 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 Kokni, last 10 nights, Qiyamulayl, every yeah, night. Exactly. And this year we noticed we had a higher attendance yes. at Qiyamulayl. Yeah. People would go after the Tarawis yeah. to their homes. And then yeah. when they come, and one of my colleagues was saying that when you get Qiyamulayl, the car park was full. Yeah, so hold so, so the people do attend uh, yeah. the Qiyamulay. And yeah. I think we have been doing this fight for a number of years. Last year we also had Qiyamulay and this year also we did it. MashaAllah, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I can concur with that because, uh, of course, uh, Mushtaq Bayman, he, he, he cornered me and he said, Shaban, uh, Shaban, why don't you lead two rakats in Qiyamulay too, MashaAllah. And, uh, and then I ended up leading Qiyamulay even though I had no plans to, to lead Qiyamulay this year. But MashaAllah, that was a fantastic opportunity. I owe my gratitude to Brother Mushtaq Bai, and uh, and that's it. I was roped in for the for the rest of the ten days, mashallah. Yeah. Uh, but alhamdulillah, that that's great. So I mean, okay, alhamdulillah, uh, some positive things there, uh, Brother uh, uh, Pfizer Pakar, mashallah. Uh, and and what about the plans for uh, going forward for the Kokni Community Centre itself, mashallah? Yeah. I mean, uh, this year on the twenty second of twelfth, twenty nineteen, we will be holding a milestone. Our maktab will celebrate its. Four 40-year anniversary right. so we, we uh, will discuss this with our management committee and see what we could do that yeah. uh, we as a community try to engage our elderly ladies and gentlemen yeah. into activities we have a dedicated women's uh, function right. where the sisters provide uh, trips uh, to visits either right, to the mosque, right. to the seaside, and right. so on. So we engage the elders in our community yeah. because I think it is very important for the elders of our community to be engaged with the young yes. so they can get role models and can set up that and be inv feel integrated in the community. Mm. As you know, mm. some of our youth are being sort of distracted from yes, the norm and yes. and you hear stories in the press and everything mm. that the young muslim men and yeah, women yeah. are committing quite a lot of yeah, yeah. Uh, crimes involved, involved and in a lot of different, different things yeah. Yeah. Not, so, not positive things yeah. Yeah. so as a community we are engaging with our young mm. so that you know uh, the elderly people giving their expertise and experience mm. so that our community young community members can benefit for their right. uh, their findings of their teachings and then yeah. uh, probably make teach their young children yes. so that it thrives and everybody is uh, in unit yes yeah uh, i i think we've we've got a we've, we've got someone calling in assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh brother assalamu alaikum wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh brother and uh, what is your question or comment uh, I'm call calling from Luton uh, my name is Sarwar uh, and I'm one of the trustees uh, of Hokwelling Masjid. Oh, um, mashallah, mashallah, good I'm, to I'm hear from secretary. you, brother. Uh, I, I was listening, uh, you know, you were, you were talking about the brother from Kokni Masjid. Yes. And, uh, you know, regarding the um, uh, iftar with the uh, wider community, non-Muslim neighbors, yes. um, uh, we do, al alhamdulillah, every year, uh, almost every year, for the last couple of years. Alhamdulillah. And uh, last how, year... How did it go year, this year, brother Sarwa? Alhamdulillah, it was very successful. Uh, over over sixty, um, you know, non-Muslim neighbors, uh, colleagues, friends. Sixty. Um, yeah, well, sixty, seventy. Sixty, seventy. Mashallah. Yeah, and uh, Alhamdulillah, you know, Brother Muhit, uh, um, uh, he's he's one of the um, you know champion in yes. this uh, yes. non-Muslim uh, and the wider community activities. 
uh, and we, we we work together with uh, you know the discovery islam center yes yes uh, so we we invite our uh, non muslim uh, this year we started from 7 o'clock yes uh, after after uh, asr salah yes. uh, there was uh, you know open discussion uh, presentation about ramadan and islam Fantastic. and then uh, question and answer uh, and some some uh, presentation video presentation about islam and then uh, food uh, is stuck together uh, alhamdulillah uh, so um, uh, you know i can i can uh, suggest uh, one thing uh, yes uh, to the kokni masjid yes uh, i believe uh, there are lots of um, you know eastern european uh, families uh, lives in the very park area eastern european especially yes. the R- yeah. romanian families yes yes exactly so if they can if they can uh, go to those doors uh, like uh, oak road as yes. areas Yes. and they can invite to the to Ma these uh, uh, good uh, good good suggestion brother sir brother sir Brother Jazakallah, Jazakallah and, and, and I really appreciate Jazakallah for, for your call. We're going to go into a commercial break, otherwise I would have continued yes, no to speak problem. to you. Jazakallah no for, for calling and contributing. So that's a, that's a very good suggestion, mashallah. Of course, Hockwell Ring Masjid are blessed because they're in that area. But we've got 30 seconds. Very, very quickly, brother uh, Faiz, by last comments and, and thoughts, inshallah. I think uh, we will discuss it within our management committee and yeah. see if we would like to do an open iftar next year. Yeah, inshallah. 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 Okay. Jazakallah khair. Uh, brother Faiz, Jazakallah for joining us in, in the yeah. studio. And inshallah, hopefully it was a good experience for you. And you're going to be coming back again. Yeah, certainly I can. Yeah, it was a nice experience <laughs> okay, so talking we're, we're to not, you. We're not very intimidating, are yeah. we? No, uh, not. Alhamdulillah. All right, Jazakallah brother Faiz. Bye. Uh, okay, listeners, that was uh, uh, brother Faiz uh, Pakar from uh, the chairman of Kokni Community. Center. We were discussing a post-Ramadan review uh, with some of our institutions locally, i.e. our massages, inshallah. We will continue discussing Ramadan, post-Ramadan review, and I'm going to be discussing something known as the post-Ramadan syndrome in the next half an hour. So don't go away. We're going to go into a commercial break. Until we come back, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Friday Night Live, uh, first edition of Friday Night Live post Ramadan and post Eid. So we're keeping it light and we're keeping it uh, a bridged version. Only one hour this evening, inshallah ta'ala, as we get back into the groove of the Friday Night Live and, and build up our energy levels to do the full two hour show from next week, inshallah ta'ala. But we are anyway, we are discussing and we are reviewing post Ramadan post Ramadan review right and this is something muhasaba muhasaba of ourselves muhasaba of our institutions muhasaba of how Ramadan went and, and I am in fact referring to a review a self-review of Ramadan how did Ramadan go for all of us we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he does indeed accept our Ramadan we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in fact he allows us to witness yet more Ramadans to come and uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that every Ramadan that comes is better than the one that previously elapsed we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us and to give us the signs of an accepted month of fasting inshallah ta'ala and of course we can follow up the month of Ramadan with the fasting of Shawwal and of course Inspire FM will be with you throughout this journey to help you and to support you in the fasting of six days of Shawwal by continuing with its Iftari and its Sehri program uh, during a Shawwal program which I believe which I believe correct me if I'm wrong brother Tariq starts next week inshallah ta'ala right so earlier uh, first half an hour of the show I had brother Faiz uh, Pakar uh, a chairman of Kokni Community Center and I was trying to uh, ask a couple of questions with regards to how did the, the and he was of course the representative of the Kokni Community Center how did the Kokni community fare when it came to the month of Ramadan what went well what perhaps didn't go so well uh, some of the you know kind of uh, activities that were going on in the masajid and perhaps some of the activities that weren't going on that they may be planning for next Ramadan the whole idea is every Ramadan as an institution as a masajid as a community as an individual I should be 
upping up my threshold and trying to improve myself, all right, and improve our institutions, improve our masajids, and improve our communities. Brother Sawa, Jazakallah Heron from the Hockwell Community Center, mashallah, Hockwell Community Masjid, who called in to say that mashallah, they did have an open community iftar for the non Muslim community. They got about 60 or 70, uh, 60 to 70 uh, people who turned up from the community, mashallah, fantastic initiative, Brother Sarwar, and Jazakallah Heron uh, for that. And again, it, it shows it's a great opportunity to actually invite, open up your doors and give the da'wah of Islam, right? So I think that's what I was looking for. And what I can tell you with regards to Coconut Community Center, because I know it well, is that a lot of the times, mashallah, the brothers, they have a lot of food and they do go and share that food with the uh, East European community that does live around the, the, the Burry Park area, right? Uh, producer has just reminded me, yep, the Shawal program is in fact starting from the 10th of June uh, to the 15th of, the, of June, inshallah. So that's a very important uh, support uh, from the, the radio station, inshallah, to take you through that journey of fasting the seven days of Shawal so that it makes it easier. Let's fast together uh, from uh, next week, inshallah, from Monday the 10th of June. And of course, Inspire will be bringing you the Iftari program and the Sahri program, the Suhoor program during the six days of Shawal, uh, inshallah ta'ala, from Monday. Right, so that's that program, and of course, Inspire FM, mashallah, has uh, has continued in its uh, in its bid'ah of hasanat. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna call it bid'ah hasanat. I don't know if that's gonna be controversial, but at least it's been doing some new, some novelty. It's been doing a, a new initiative. Uh, Brother Tarek is not here to discuss that with me, but I do have some press coverage, mashallah. Every child smiles at Eid family fair thanks to Luton's Inspire FM listeners, mashallah. Right, so a lot of our a lot of our listeners. And a lot of the people in the Luton community, they would have read this in the press. Uh, and, and that is covering the Eid Family Fair. Eid Family Fair, thanks to Inspire Fam, that was going on over the two days, June the 4th and the 5th in Lucy Park, uh, organized by Inspire Fam. So, mashallah, Inspire Fam, leading the way in terms of innovation, new ideas, contributing towards the community, mashallah ta'ala. And I must say, I must say, mashallah, the brothers put up a fantastic effort. A uh, lot of effort, a lot of struggle, a lot of work went into that. A lot of local businesses also supported, uh, sponsored that initiative. And I have to say, I did turn up on the first day, mashallah. A bit late, uh, late in the afternoon, uh, as I think is, is a favorite time for a lot of the families to go and venture out after they have entertained a lot of family and friends at home. Then to take a bit of a respite, go out, take the kids out, let them loose in terms of the energy levels after eating all that biryani and samosas and pakoras and everything else that they've been eating all the lovely food that they've been eating mashallah all morning so they let that energy loose in the parks in Lucy farm and there was plenty of activity the weather did hold up to certain degree mashallah and it was a fantastic opportunity uh, for the family to enjoy themselves at a fraction of the cost one pound for the for the rides was a bargain uh, brother Tariqa and, and team mashallah so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you uh, and it was a nice experience. I did go on a couple of rides too, I must confess, right? But I have to tell you, there was a, a couple of better rides just around the corner from my house. So I also made sure that I ventured into into there on, on day two of Eid. So plenty of things happening in Luton, mashallah ta'ala. You can't doubt the the atmosphere uh, and of course, uh, you know, the, 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 the feeling, the buzz when it comes to Ramadan end of Ramadan and of course Eid mashallah ta'ala and there's a bit, bit, bit there's some negativity uh, in terms of that buzz too but I won't go into that uh, on this occasion but anyway I've got about 20 minutes left 20 minutes left brother Zafar might be joining me in the studio when he comes in I'll ask him a couple of questions but until then inshallah ta'ala I do have a subject matter to keep our listeners busy with and that is the post Ramadan syndrome how are you feeling listeners after Ramadan how are you feeling right how are you you know subhanallah I tell you and I'll tell you why I'm asking you this question. 015824818220779481822. Those of you that were in Itikaf for the last 10 days of Ramadan, you come out of Itikaf after those 10 days of being in seclusion in the masajid. You know, how do you feel when you come out? Right? How do you feel when you come out of Ramadan and you've been on this, you know, this this booster level, right, of energies, you know, where you're, you know, worshiping Allah Subhanahu wa Taala around the clock? You you've really restricted and limited your sleep. You know, you're almost, you know, a lot of people going sleep very late in the, in the, at night, or waking up very early for their work commitments and anything else that's in their diaries for an early engagement the following morning. Uh, but they're not abandoning and they're not compromising on their qiyamah layl. They're not compromising on their taraweeh. They're not 
compromising on their fasting and subhanallah that exercise and that any those high energy levels continue for a whole month and you're in a total atmosphere of ibadat you're in a total atmosphere which is a very spiritually electrified and everyone around you is charged up and then all of a sudden eid is announced Eid is announced and you come out of the atmosphere and it's the first of Shawal. And I think first of Shawal, you're still probably feeling on a high. You're trying to just recuperate. And then, of course, it's busy with the Eid. Uh, and then, of course, you know, sometimes we're blessed with two Eids instead of one Eid. So we're blessed, you know, we've got Eid on Tuesday and Eid on Wednesday. And then after all that, you sit at home and you take a bit of a breather and you think, you know what, I feel a bit, you know what, I feel a bit different. Right, I feel a bit different. I've got the, you're almost like a, it's like a homesick feeling, even though you're at home, right? And it's a similar feeling you get when you come back from Umrah or you come back from Hajj and you're on the two week hype, right? You're two weeks non stop ibadah, you know, tawaf, and, and you know, you know, all of the, the supererogatory, you know, acts of ibadah, and you're on subhanAllah, some just next level of energy levels right when you're on the hajj and those of you that have been in hajj and umrah will know exactly the feeling that i'm describing and now the strange thing is you're away from home and you're at your peak in terms of feeling this buzz and then you come home back home to your family and friends and back to that same home that you that you've lived in for the last 20 years and you begin to feel i'm gonna say quote unquote the feeling of homesickness but yet you're at home but you're away. In fact, you're, you're at home. Physically, you're at home. But is your heart at home? Is your mind at home? Or have you left your heart in the haram? Have you left your heart in Medina al Munawwara? Have you left your heart in Makkah al Mukarramah? You know, where's your heart and where's your mind? Is it detached from your, your physical body almost? It feels, although it's, it feels as if it's detached from your physical body because you don't feel your heart with you, your mind with you. You've left them in the haram. You've left them in Medina al Munawwara. And that is the same feeling that I'm describing with regards to Ramadan. That when Ramadan comes and you're hyped up and then Ramadan leaves, it's as if you know the soul has left the body. It's as if Allahu Akbar, it's as if you're homesick. You're homesick, meaning home is Ramadan. Home is Ramadan. And now you're outside of Ramadan. You're like the fish out of the water. And a lot of you will be able to empathize and sympathize with that kind of experience and that and that kind of feeling that I'm describing. 01582-481-822-0779-481-822 if you have sensed that experience. And that is exactly what I want to discuss in the next 15-20 minutes, inshallah. That feeling, how do we deal with that feeling? Where does that feeling arise from? And is that inevitable? Right, so that feeling, Subhanallah, and I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear the thoughts of my listeners. I want to hear my thoughts, uh, the thoughts of my listeners in Luton and in other surrounding areas, in surrounding cities. You know, how do you deal with that? Right? How do you deal with that post Ramadan syndrome? How do we understand that? Right? How do we understand that? That's what I want to, Inshallah, Taala, describe and discuss. Right? And and this feeling is 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 natural is normal if you're away from the haram is inevitable right and if you're out of ramadan is inevitable the question is how do we deal with it right so subhanallah away from the haram away from ramadan and and subhanallah this is the question that i'm i'm, I'm asking right and this is the question i'm asking how do we deal with that now allahu akbar you know what allahu akbar if you you know, you know, it may be an obvious statement that I'm going to make, but Allahu Akbar, if you are to count the ni'mas of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ni'mas of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are we able to count the blessings of Allah? We are not able to count the blessings of Allah. And you may ask the question, why am I asking that? Wallahi, inside of Ramadan is the blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And outside of Ramadan is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At the haram is a blessing from Allah. And outside of the haram is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What do I mean? What do I mean? As human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He understands our nature as human beings. He understands we are not machines, we are not robots, we are not angels. We are not capable of living our lives, you know, like the way we live in Ramadan for the full 12 months of the year, for every day of the 365 days of the year, and continue like that for the whole of our life. It's it's almost, it's not almost impossible, it's impossible to, to live like that. It's almost, it's impossible to live, you know, the lives that we live when we're in the haram. Right, that two weeks or the three weeks in the haram, and when we're in in the in the acts and the days of uh, you know ayam al-madudat, you know, and uh, you know the days of Hajj, 
It's almost impossible for us to live like that because we're living at such an optimal level. We're living in the surroundings which are full of barakah. We're living in a period which is just, you know, it, it just boosts the, those, those uh, the iman. I was not the immune system, but the iman system within us. It all kicks in, and we're in the we're, we're, we're you know, it's the it's the turbo charge button that has been pressed of every human being, and every act of ibadah is at the optimal level. Optimal level and to perform at the optimal level. It's almost like saying to perform at a sprint level to run at the speeds of a sprint You can't continue that for the whole entirety of your life. You can't run at a at the speed of a sprint During a marathon not possible and that's why I say it's a blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside the month of Ramadan and the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala outside the month of Ramadan because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he knows the limited nature of man so that's inevitable. We're going to have this feeling. We're going to have this feeling that we're homesick. We're going to have this feeling that we're fish out of water. We're going to have this feeling that a huge chunk of my soul and, and almost myself has disappeared as soon as I've come out of Ramadan. And Allahu Akbar, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with that feeling because it's a feeling of Iman. It's a feeling that we connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? But let me tell you something else. That should not be an excuse. That should not now be an excuse that that's it now. You know, Ramadan's gone, that buzz is gone, that feeling is gone. I don't need to go to the masjid anymore. It doesn't mean that we stop worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anymore. It doesn't mean I stop praying all of a sudden. It doesn't mean just because I've now stopped pressing the, the turbo button that I'm still not you know, I'm still not in motion and I'm still not moving in that direction. We need to be constantly moving in that direction. Which direction am I talking about? Right? So we should be walking, we should be walking, we should be running, we should be hastening. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, hasten towards it. Don't walk towards it. Don't walk towards it at a brisk pace. Race towards it. Run towards it. Run towards what? Run towards the good deeds. Run towards the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Run towards the, the Jannah which has been promised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know, when I look at Ramadan and when we look at Ramadan, Ramadan is supposed to act as a booster jab. It's supposed to act as a booster jab. Now, when you go for your holiday vacation to anywhere you know exotic in the world and you say, you know what, my body's already got an immune system. It's already got an immune system to kick out you know, some of these potential diseases, some of these potential bacteria, or some of these potential viruses that might be lingering around in the jungles of the Amazon. But hey, you know what, I'm going to the Amazon, right, for a two-week expedition. But you know what, I don't quite have the immune system and I don't quite have the you know immunization to protect me from from some particular kind of viruses that are linger out there in the jungles in the depths of the of the Amazon right and therefore you take some additional additional immunization to protect you from those kind of scenarios and Ramadan is giving you the extra immunization for the rest of those 11 months. Do you know that immunization jab that you take, it has a validity normally of five years. So they say that you're cool now. You don't need a jab for the next five years. Now the jabs that we've received in the month of Ramadan, that are spiritual boost that we've received in the month of Ramadan, inshallah ta'ala, plus the other ibadah that we, we, we get, plus the other opportunities Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, it should be a booster for us for the next 11 months next 11 months that's the way we should be seeing it we should be seeing it that that means we continue with what already Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated us with it doesn't mean that we drop everything and we go back to point zero it's not about going to point zero it's about continuing with the obligations but that Ramadan period and the month of Ramadan was a booster it strengthened me it solidified me you know what it made me connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it made a heart to heart connection you know what it gave me a spiritual boost it gave me a you know Aqidah boost, it gave me an intellectual boost. You know, the itikaf allowed me to contemplate upon the Quran, recital of the Quran, listening to the Quran. It's about, you know, it's about pushing ourselves further outside of the month of Ramadan. It's not about letting the God go. It's not about letting the God go. Now, I tell you what, whilst I say that, whilst we might acknowledge that, but why does that happen? Why does that happen? Why is it that some of us think, that's it, bro, I've done my month of Ramadan. Back to back to chilling, back to jingy jinging, or what, whatever else it, it may be referred to, right? And we think that's it. We can go back to this mentality now that I don't need to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I don't need to be conscious of halal and haram. I don't need to be more cognizant and conscious of my, you know, halals and, and the harams. And, you know, I can do whatever I like. Why is that? 
it's almost, and I want you to think about this, it's almost as if, you know, some of us and many of us are influenced by our environments and our surroundings, which, which is a bit of a, you know, we live in a secular society, let's, let's, let's face it, secular society, so it's almost like, you know what, Ramadan is the month that I'm giving to Allah, right? Ramadan is the month I've given to Allah. So I will do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told me to do. I will, I will obey the hukum of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan. I will do the obligations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me in the month of Ramadan. But outside the month of Ramadan, that's it man. I'm now going to chill and I'm gonna, I've rendered unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's and I unto God the things that are God's. So I've given God the month of Ramadan and now it's about doing whatever I please. Doing what I want to do. And prioritizing what I want to prioritize. Do you see what I'm saying? Right? That's what we're saying. So we have a mindset. We have a mindset of being Ramadan Muslims, the Friday Muslim, the Eid Muslim. Because of almost that mentality that we, we, we hold. I don't know what you think. I don't know what my listeners think. You know, have we become a bit of a, you know, or some of us become a bit of a Ramadan Muslim. And what is, what is driving that thinking? Because when we go out into society, I mean, I mean you, you can actually argue that, you know, it happens on a daily basis. We go to the masajis, we pray, we offer our salah, we come out of the masajis and then we start doing mu'amalat and we're dealing with interest. What, what, what kind of mindset is that? Are, are we just applying the hukum of Allah when it comes to the ibadah of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the salah? But there's no ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the mu'amalat. Of course there's the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the mu'amalat. The ibadah of Allah, the, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not restricted to Ramadan. It's not restricted to salah. It's not restricted to hajj. It's not restricted to zakah. It also encompasses mu'amalat. It also in, you know, encompasses iqtisad. It also in, includes Ijtima'a, uh, it also includes, you know, ahkam and hukum, right? So all of these facets come under Islam. And that is why Islam is the, it's the complete package. You know, you know, it's not a, you know, a Sunday concept where you go and worship your, your creator for an hour and then you do whatever you like. And I think that's the, the mindset that we need to consider ourselves. Really, I want you to think about that. And I want us to see if we can, you know, we're still a couple of days away, you know, f uh, you know, since uh, since Ramadan. And I want to still, I want to appeal to the, 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 you know, those seeds of iman that were ignited during the month of Ramadan, and see if we can keep them alive. We can keep them active, right? We can keep them energized. And one of the ways of keeping them energized is to continue in some of those good deeds. Don't just stop reading the Quran. And I tell you one thing, uh, uh, brother, you know, listeners. I'm guilty of this too, you know, I can sometimes become, uh, not sometimes, but I, be, I can become very lazy now in terms of reciting and continuing to recite the Qur'an. And you're not going to recite it, and that was my point, you're not going to recite the Qur'an at the same level as you did in Ramadan. Because you, the whole idea is to prioritize the Qur'an in Ramadan. But don't let go of it completely. Don't let go of it completely. Don't let go of the fasting completely. Right? You fasted the whole month of Ramadan, which means you can fast, you can stop eating and drinking for a few hours. Do the six, six fasts of Shawwal. Do the six fasts of Shawwal. And don't leave fasting for another three, four months, otherwise it'll become difficult for you again. Try to fast on a Monday. Try to fast on a Thursday. Try to continue reciting the Quran. Try to enroll yourself on, on a program when you're, when you're learning Arabic, where you're reciting the Quran, you're learning the Tajweed. Right? Try to engage in the community engagements, right? Brothers from Hockwellring Masjid, brothers from Kokni, brothers from the other massages, you know, that, that are found in, right? Try to engage in some of their program and try to get rid of and challenge this thought within you that, you know, Ramadan is gone and perhaps I can let my guard down because the Lord of Ramadan is also the Lord of Shawal and is also the Lord of Zil Qaeda and is also the Lord of Zil Hijjah and is the Lord of Muharram and is the Lord of all of the months. Right? And I want us to challenge that thinking within, our, within us, right? that we've rendered unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's and we render unto God the things that are God's. That is not a principle of Islam. That's a principle of the alien cultures that we, we live in today. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu aminu. Oh you who believe, believe. Oh you who believe, believe. Right? So sometimes when I used to read this ayah, I used to think this is incredible. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling the believers to believe? In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Oh, you who believe, enter Islam 
wholeheartedly enter Islam completely. These are ayahs which make it very clear. Islam is a complete package. Islam is a complete package. Right? A fard is fard in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Ramadan should be, shouldn't be the end of good deeds, but it's the start of that journey. The mindset of a Muslim in Ramadan, right? It should be the mindset of the Muslim outside of Ramadan. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us fantastic two stories very quickly. I'm going to give you very abridged versions. I recommend you go away and read them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the Quran, the story in the Quran of the of the Muslims, of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, who at the battle of Uhud, when they heard the rumor that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa has passed away, they, some of them they gave up. Some of them they sat down and they said, if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has passed away, then it's pointless. No point continuing. Islam is finished. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرَّسُولٌ if Muhammad passes away and indeed he will pass away, he is a messenger from the messengers of Allah. Will you stop worshipping Allah? If Ramadan ends, are you going to stop worshipping Allah? Of course you're not going to stop worshipping Allah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives another analogy. And I said very quick analogy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the example of those right who are traveling out in the in the, in the depths of the ocean in the depths of the ocean who allazi yusayyirukum fil barri wal bahra bihim and they are traveling in the ship and then in the ship hits turbulence it, stab- it destabilizes it sinking becomes inevitable it's the turbulence in the plane and you got no one to turn to but allah you turn to allah and you raise your hands in dua and you say ya allah Save me from, from this turbulence, save me from drowning, stay me, stabilize my ship, remove these, you know, these huge storms that are coming my way and allow me to get through this mess, allow me to get through these troubling times and I will indeed turn myself to you and I will worship you. And then when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the month of Ramadan, you turn your back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is that what you intend to do? Turn your back to Allah? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in these two stories, are you going to turn your back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And I'm going to ask you this same question and I'm going to leave this food for thought in all of my listeners' minds and in their hearts. Are you going to turn your back on Allah after the month of Ramadan? Indeed, we would be from the losers if we turned our back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala post-Ramadan. And indeed, we would be amongst those whose Ramadan really, there's a question mark if we are intending to turn our backs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes us amongst those who are grateful, who show gratitude, who show thankfulness. We are amongst those whose Ramadan is accepted. We are amongst those who witness a yet another Ramadan next year, inshallah ta'ala. And uh, unfortunately, the hour is open. We're going to be back next week with a full two-hour program, inshallah ta'ala, on Friday Night Live. Do share your thoughts with us, inshallah, and do stay in tune until next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Haf Shaban from the Friday Night Live team. Assalamu alaikum until next week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.